0: W-Y-T-I invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing.
1: Well, good Sunday morning to everyone and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And this morning, we are joined on the show uh, by, uh, with uh, George Espenlob. Uh George has been a dear friend to us in our ministry, to, to me and Terry Lee personally, and, and uh, him and his wife have uh, been great encouragers and supporters. And, and over the last uh, year and a half or so, George has uh, helped us produce our weekly show, uh, many of the episodes, and we're so thankful to have George uh, on the show with us this morning.
0: I'm delighted to be with you, JT. Uh, I enjoy being on this end once in a while.
1: Yeah, you know, we've, we've been on uh, the George Espinlob show a number of times over the last several years since we met, and uh, we've introduced a number of other people to be guests on your show, and so it's a, a delight to have you as part of of our show this morning.
0: Isn't it amazing how God just puts people in our path that it, it's is all put together and then it contributes to his glory and to his honor?
1: A, amen. Uh, you know, I say every connection, every introduction of a new person that I meet makes the world that much smaller. Mm-hmm. And, and the more that happens and the more that happens, it just seems like the, it tightens up all the greater and all the quicker. Uh, and it's fascinating to to reflect back on some of the conversations that have unfolded. And, oh, well, I know this person and that relates to what you're doing. And, and uh, I mean, we have a meeting uh, scheduled for Monday night, uh, tomorrow night uh, with with a couple. I think you said they're in California and they're involved in prison and jail ministry.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I've had them on my show and <clears throat> they're going to meet you and Terry Lee tomorrow night for the very first time. And you guys are going to get to know each other. And then uh, you and Terry Lee are going to do a show of your own, a live stream show, with Betty and Kevin Hamang. I never say their name right, but uh, yes. with Kevin and Betty. And people's going to get to meet them face to face. I'm excited about it.
1: I I am as well. And it's, you know, our prison and jail, our work with the prison and jail systems, addiction treatment centers has become such a uh, a major component of what God has called us to do. I could have never have imagined uh, the places that he has taken us, uh, the doors that he has opened for us. You know, I used to look down my nose at people that were incarcerated thinking, uh, well, at least I'm not that bad. Uh, I used to look down my nose at people that uh, made mistakes in their life, uh, that, you know, they didn't deserve another chance. Um, frankly, many of those people are, are in a situation that I deserve to be in. And, uh, it's, it's interesting that God would humble me to a place, uh, take me to a place, uh, where I used to feel greater than, uh, and, and reduce me to here's where you're going to serve.
0: Yeah. And, (laughs) You know, Jesus said, if you do it to the least of these, and and that's, that's the bottom line. Isn't it amazing how we find ourselves as our life kind of rotates and all of a sudden things that we never thought was possible or things that we never thought we would be involved in, all of a sudden, once we meet Christ, our lives are transformed he leads us in different directions and down different paths. And we end up being someplace where, wow, how'd this happen?
1: I mean, exactly. There's a line in our movie, My Brother's Crossing, and the line is spoken by the actress who portrays my niece, uh, Robin, uh, Bobby and Pam's daughter. And uh, the line is something along the lines of um, nothing is wasted in the hands of God, And the very things that we go through, the struggles and the trials and the tragedies, the things that we consider tragedies in our life, uh, is if we will allow it, if we will humble ourselves, if we will submit, uh, can all be used, will all be used for his glory.
0: I'm, I'm constantly amazed when I read through the word of God, the men and the women that God used in his work to fulfill his word, were men and, men and women, if I might use the term, they were a monthly crew. Uh, men, men that were murderers, adulterers, uh, people that, that was just, if we could use the term, no good deceivers and the list goes on and on and on but god took these people and used them transformed them into what he wanted them to be and that made all the difference in the world
1: amen amen boy do i resemble some of those uh uh describers of of the people you know a motley crew i i feel like i belong right in that in that mix um You know, uh, George, I do need to mention to those listening to this morning's program uh, why Terry Lee is not with us. And in all transparency, uh, George, you and I are recording this show early on Saturday morning to be aired on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are doing this interview for the first time over the telephone. Uh, using your equipment and technology to enhance the signal and, and the, the sound strength and so forth. And thank you again for what you do. But uh, this morning, I find myself in um, in the northern Shenandoah Valley. I'm in a small community of Luray, Virginia. Uh, earlier this week, uh, we received a news that uh, my father-in-law's wife had passed away. And uh, so we traveled up here to be with him and p- to prepare Uh, for the activities of this weekend. And, um, you know, it's a heavy, heavy time for us. And and Terry Lee stayed back to be with her dad uh, as he continues to grieve the loss of his second wife. Uh, Terry Lee's mom passed away in 1996 after about a 30-year marriage. And uh, and then uh, her dad remarried and was married to this woman uh, for 26 years. And um, I've been asked, uh, George, uh, as you know, to, to, um to to preach the service this afternoon saturday afternoon at at two o'clock and and i've done funerals for other people but this will be only the second time that i've spoken at a service for a family member and it's the first time that i'm actually leading and and officiating if you will uh, serving as the efficient for the service uh for a family member and uh you know it's uh there's a there's a heaviness uh, obviously uh, what a beautiful thing to know that she's in the arms of Jesus. And I believe that, uh, but there is that side of our flesh in the morning of the loss. And um, so again, I just want to thank you for, for being on the show with me. Cause I don't think I could do this by myself this morning and having the ability to just have a conversation with you for a few minutes. Uh, that may be something that we say uh, here will serve to encourage one that's listening this morning. Amen.
0: You know, As I read through the word of God, I'm reminded and I have to remind myself time after time that God's word tells me that he'll take me through the flood. He won't prevent the flood, but when the flood comes, he'll take me through it and he'll take me through the fire. And when the fiery trials come, he'll be there. And when I go into the deep, deep valleys, excuse me, when I go into the deep, deep valleys, he's there with me. And he never promised, Jesus never promised us a walk in the park. He said that we'll have trials, tribulations. And sometimes life can just be downright cruel but I'm reminded when Jesus stepped into the boat and told those men push this thing out here because we're going to go to the other side and when they got out there such a vicious storm came upon them and these were men that knew the waters they became so frightened they just knew they were going to die but they forgot one thing and I forget it and you forget it and most of us forgets it time after time that Jesus said let us go to the other side and when that storm rose up Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat and they got his attention we're gonna die we're gonna die this is it we're gonna die forgetting that he said let us go to the other side
1: amen amen you know uh, george we talk about everything in our ministry work being for the one being of the one Jesus Christ for the one, meaning our desire and our hope is that everything we do would just touch one person. Uh, we're, we're, we're not a ministry that is reaches the masses. Uh, we're not a ministry that that stands in front of thousands at a time. You know, it's just about going for the one. And this morning, George, and what you just shared, uh, I realized this morning I'm the one. Uh, you just ministered to me in a way that, um, reminds me, uh, that he's with me, uh, reminds me, uh, that, that through the difficulties of this day, this Saturday, uh, he's, he's going to carry me and what we need to do. Yesterday morning, Friday morning, we were sitting at the kitchen table at my father-in-law's house and he was reflecting on the relationship he had with, with his wife. And, uh, through the night, Thursday night, the night before, uh, I was awake most of the night and I was stirred in my spirit and I was praying and I was reflecting, I was meditating and, and I was led to first Corinthians 13 as the opening, uh, for, for the service this afternoon, Saturday afternoon. And, um, when I sat at the kitchen table with my father-in-law and listened to Listen to the relationship he enjoyed with his wife. Uh, He became emotional. Uh, He was shedding tears. He was sobbing. And at a point when he tried to collect himself. I had an opportunity. And I said to him. I said I've been led to lead with this love letter that Paul wrote. And. Uh, your your expressions here this morning have given me confirmation and as we finished our conversation there and and uh we transitioned i told him i needed to get a haircut and he told me a, a place in the small town where i could go it's a one chair barber shop and and a woman named sheila runs it and and uh so I, I traveled you know just a few minutes later i left the house and traveled to that barbershop and when I walked into this small one-chair barbershop, there was a rocking chair sitting almost in the middle of the room. And there was a, a throw, a, a blanket throw over the back of the rocking chair and imprinted, inscribed on this throw was the verse from First Corinthians 13. And to find that in a barbershop, uh, to find that, moments after i had shared this with my father-in-law to find it after i had been stirred on my spirit all night and led to this as the opening for uh the message uh it just spoke uh confirmation that this is where we're headed with this
0: i'm reminded that i used that term i don't know how many times already but i'm i'm, I'm reminded That there are men and women, boys and girls, that are going through excruciating circumstances. They might be listening to us. It might be the darkest, excuse me, it might be the darkest hour of their day, of their entire life. Tragedies and trauma, difficulties people are beaten and battered and bruised. And if you're in that situation this morning and you're listening to this ministry, I want you to know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You may feel like you're the loneliest person in the world and there is no hope, only darkness, but Jesus, Jesus knows where you are, who you are, and he cares about you.
1: And it's got to get that personal, George. Uh, it's got to get that personal. and, And oftentimes people that are, are in that place of darkness. They feel like they're the only one and they feel like they're alone. And I'm saying this from experience and I know you have been there as well. Uh, Been there in that moment where I struggled to see past that moment. I struggled to see the hope that was just on the other side of it. Uh, I felt alone. I felt um, maybe abandoned on some level. I felt uh, as if nobody could really understand uh, the pain that I was in, uh, but if we can just hang on, that moment's going to pass and and uh, and we can begin to see hope again. Uh, we can begin to see uh, what he's doing in our lives. And, and um, you know, when you're in that situation, when I was in that situation, I did not know. I did not trust in the Lord God Almighty. I did not trust in a Savior. I didn't want any part of that. But if I would have just called on the name of Jesus, if I would have just opened my eyes up to him, he is our hope. Uh, He is life. He is love, grace, and mercy. And uh, as, as, as those that might be listening to this program, if you're in that situation, please, please, please reach out to somebody. You're not alone. You're not alone. Call on the name of Jesus.
0: Just the name of Jesus. We sing a song. There's just something about that name. My grandmother, who was just a little, little, little bitty lady. I called her little grandma. She raised eight children. Five boys and three girls all by herself. Her husband, my grandfather, whom I never met, passed away at an early age on Christmas Day in 1928. And so she raised the children. And I can remember going to Grandma's house and She lived a very simple life. She would sit in her rocking chair, and every now and then, you could hear her say, Jesus. And then maybe later on, you'd hear her say it again, Jesus. She talked to Jesus continually, every day, all day long. I remember when she would come to our house and stay for several days. Same thing. Sitting at the kitchen table, you'd hear her say, Jesus. Jesus. And there's something about that name. There's no name under heaven whereby men must be saved. But at the name of Jesus. that name is mentioned things begin to happen
1: and i'm 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 a witness Uh, i'm a witness to see all that he's done all that he's done in my life in these short uh few years you know uh george we were we were at a state prison called green rock correctional center I, i know you're you're helping me from Delaware, so you're not necessarily familiar with the geography of Virginia, but uh, uh, there's a small community called Chatham, and uh, it's a Green Rock Correctional Center, and I think it's a medium security prison. It's not a maximum, but uh, Terry Lee and I were there on Wednesday um, of this past week, and we were uh, breaching two services to the men that are incarcerated there. The chaplain of the prison had asked us to speak on the topic of relationships, and of course, relationships. When sin entered the world, when sin and rebellion entered the world, relational chaos ensued. Uh, we we you know we we fought against each other, brother against brother, uh, husband against wife, and uh, and until that relationship with God was reconciled, until we got until we could establish a right vertical relationship with Him again, um, there was no really no hope of of having um having those right relationships horizontally with each other i'm not saying people can't get along absent christ i'm just saying it doesn't really matter if you don't know if you don't know christ Mm -hmm. if you don't know him it doesn't really matter if you can get along with everybody on the planet uh you have to have that right vertical relationship and so we're in in the prison and we're preaching on on relationships and and as we did that, uh, we had two men uh, come forward and ask us to pray with them, and they wanted to make professions of faith, and they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. It's nothing we did; all we were were spokespersons for, we were messengers for God, and and, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It was like, it was the whole the work of the Holy Spirit in these men that led them to Christ. It was the work of the Holy Spirit and the living triune God that saved them. Uh, and they now can enjoy a freedom even behind bars uh, that that many walking free outside don't experience because they don't they deny mm-hmm. they, they deny Christ. And, and so I say all that to say this as we as we did that, we were feeling uh, just an incredible, you know, God always reminds me, don't worry about the outcome but we were feeling so good about what had unfolded, what we had been given the privilege to witness unfold uh, Wednesday. And, uh, and as we came out to the car, that's when we received the news that, uh, that my father-in-law's wife was, was missing. And, um, and, and, and of course everything has, has was flipped and changed as far as our mindset, getting, getting up here to be with him and, uh, and and seeing that all unfold but uh it was uh, what what a uh, glorious moment when you see somebody make a decision that's been living a different way that's been living apart from uh come under the name as you said jesus
0: it's, <clears throat> it's funny that you you you, you well it's not funny uh it's interesting that you said that this morning I, would, I was sitting at the kitchen table and I, I was thinking about transformation. And I begin to think when Christ comes into us, when we are transformed on the inside, the word of God says we become new creatures. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And I got to thinking about surgeries. How many people have you and I and everyone else known that had some health issue in their life and they were they were sick? There was something wrong. And it not only showed uh, we not only knew it, we could tell by looking at that individual something is wrong. And the doctors did their diagnosis and they come back and they said we're going to have to perform surgery and so on and so forth and so they do and then as they begin to heal their countenance changed they no longer look sick they weren't ill no more you know they had color in their face and they had more activity and, and energy and they looked more robust and and Their whole attitude just changed. Isn't that what happens when we bow at the foot of Christ and we ask him to come into our heart? There's a transformation that takes place, and then all of a sudden people look, and there's an outward appearance that has changed. And they'll look, and sometimes they'll think, I don't know what happened to that person, but they don't look the same as they used to be. All because of the power of Jesus.
1: And and George, everything you just said, I speak this over my life all the time. I'm I'm a witness to what you just described. Uh, because eight years ago, I was not living this way, and and in a moment, my my life was transformed. And and I I find myself, especially in the early years of this. Eight years in a long time, anyway. But but in the in the beginning of this, I found myself looking at how I began to speak, how I began to think, how I began to interact with people. Uh, not wanting to go through a self checkout line because I wanted to have an encounter with a, a staff person at a staff line. I'll stand in line with people just to have conversation. <laughs> I, I enjoy going to the DMV because I know it's a difficult place for many people, and I can sit and have a conversation with them. That um, that might just lead to uh, a conversation about who Christ is, uh, and and so some days I sit and look and I think to myself, who is this guy, and what did you do with with me? What did you do with that guy that I used to be? Uh, and and the idea that uh, more and more encounters, especially in the beginning, it continues to today, but maybe not on the same frequency. But I'll have random strangers come up to me and say, there's something different about you. Yeah, And I love to hear that because it gives me an opportunity is I didn't always used to be this way. Let me tell you a story. And, uh, and those conversations sometimes only last 30 seconds. Sometimes they last three minutes and sometimes they go on 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, but it's, it's just, uh, it's just amazing and interesting that you reflected on that in this moment. Uh, because I'm, I'm a witness to it. I, I've experienced it in my very own life.
0: Outside the city walls of Jerusalem, two thousand years ago, on a place called Calvary, where Jesus was crucified, two bad guys, one on each side, and there. He shed his blood for each and every one of us. JT, I'm reminded, there's that word again, but I'm reminded, I am one person out of eight billion people on this planet. Just one. I am but a microscopic speck. If you take the sea of humanity and just make a big picture, a snapshot of it, I'm just a microscopic speck. But you know what? When I went to that old rugged cross and I knelt and I asked the Lord to come into my heart, he saw me, he heard me, and he met me. I find it so amazing that as I sit here in Delaware you and virginia our listeners scattered here there and everywhere that when they call out the name of jesus although you might be a microscopic speck in the sea of humanity and you might think that you're just a nobody when you call out the name of jesus all heaven Oh, hallelujah. All heaven stands at attention. And you can enter into that throne room with boldness. And he hears every word you say.
1: George, thank you so much for being with me on the show. I look forward to you being a part of it. We're just about out of time this morning. And uh, I, I know that our listeners are going to be touched by what we've discussed here today. And uh, and again, just looking forward to you being a part. I'm going to close this in prayer. And I hope everybody has a great week in the week ahead. Father God, uh, may You be glorified through what we talked about. May the name of Jesus be lifted in every every nation and every corner of this planet. Uh, Father God, we just uh, we look forward to what You're going to do through this message in the week ahead. God bless. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again
0: next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with JT and Terry Lee
1: Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God, love people.